this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hurry, hurry, hurry to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Welcome to the Sonic Society, the world's largest showcase of modern audio drama. I'm Jack Ward with yet another special guest, the incredibly multi-talented creator of Narada Radio Company, 63 Audio, writer, producer, and actor of such series like Pulp Perry Theater, The Cellar, Jake Dimes, actor in a hundred different other shows, and founding member of the Mutual Audio Network, the United Artists of Audio, at least that's what I've been calling us, Pete Lutz. How are you, Pete? And make sure your response is long enough for me to get my breath back from that long introduction. Woo! Yes! Jack, I'm so glad you invited me to be your guest host for this week's Sonic Society. And I have a feeling that you'll enjoy my guest hosting so much that you'll kick that other guy, you know, what's his name, right out of here and ask me to stay on as your permanent co-host. I mean, I'm much more reliable than that other guy, always traipsing <laughs> off to who knows where. Where is he anyway, the bum? <laughs> as folks know, David Alt is still continuing his live No Sleep Podcast Roadshow, and we wish him all the best and hope to hear from him soon. But I appreciate you keeping the place warm for him. <laughs> Next week... I'll have to get the telegraph wires hooked up with the pneumatic tubes and get something back from him specifically. In the meantime, what's coming up from Narada Radio and Mutual while I have you here, Pete? Oh, Jack, we've got a huge schedule of productions planned for our Cellar series. I can't decide if I want to have one long season of 24 episodes or split it into two 12-episode seasons. Our next number is a sci-fi thriller called The Theory of Mutual Repulsion and features that well-known English voice actor Sarah Golding in the lead. Awesome. Yeah, after that is a wonderful tale in the Solomon Kane series by Robert E. Howard entitled Skulls in the Stars. And while we are planning a December episode for The Cellar, I want to announce that we're bringing Jake Dimes and his sidekick, Briar Buck, back for a very special holiday program called Santa's Stolen Sack. Woohoo! This one is not part of the Cellar series. It's just a one-shot so people don't forget about our cowboy hero. <laughs> I certainly can. I love the series of Jake Dimes. Thanks. But unfortunately, as per usual, we have a packed show today. And as usual, we have a packed show today with Sable Jacks and Oral Stage Studios Part 1 of The Five Levels of Fear. And then we finish off with a short episode from Project Utopia and the totally pro-voiceover production group. And it all begins right here. On the Sonic Society. Music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> there are five levels of fear. The first is fueled by curiosity. You know it. That feeling you shouldn't do something, but you just can't help yourself. Next is trepidation. 
That's that little pinch between the shoulder blades that says you really shouldn't look behind you. Third is recognition. That knocks you to your knees and tells you you're in a heck of a mess. Fourth is the sheer horror of the situation. That one starts the fight-or-flight response, and then there's acceptance when you realize that maybe this time... This time, you're not going to make it. Connor? 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 Oral Stage Studios presents Sable Jack, Five Levels of Fear. Starring Angelica McMillan as Jill Johansson, Tad Morgan as Connor Johansson, and John Lee Roman as Jack Hollowell. getting anything either. What the heck? Let's go through the rooms and keep trying him along the way. Okay. I worry about him down there. Why? The crew's with him. He's probably worried about us. We don't go in through the roof. Usually. It was the only way available. I know. Just saying. Who's ever seen a place boarded up from the inside? Just the first floor, but yeah. Weird. Kind of creepy too, but hey. Floors are solid. Place is in amazing shape. Let's hope it stays that way. Why wouldn't it be? The roof's pretty solid too. Jack? Jill? You guys there? Hello? Finally. Exactly where are you? That door on the widow's walk was a super easy access to the top floor. We're in the attic. East or west? We couldn't see which way you went when you got up there. Uh, west side. Didn't even try the east wing. That puts you almost into the servants' quarters. Win inside, I think. Men's is on the other side of the attic. I'll have one of the crew spot for you. We want to exit on the ground floor. No way you can cover the whole place in one day. We know. The attic's crammed with stuff, but I bet the rooms aren't. We'll catch a quick overview of the other floors on our way down. That way we know what we're dealing with for the next few days. You sure? Jack? Works for me, dude. Okay. But we'll keep an eye out anyway. Speaking of eyes... Are your body cams on? I'm not seeing anything. Uh, sorry, Connor. Jilly? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Does it look like anyone else has gone through the place? I haven't found anything on the web about other people banging around in there. Uh, too early to tell. I gotta tell you, though. An antiques guy would go nuts in here. I've never seen a place with this much stuff left behind. We can move in tomorrow and have everything we need. Are you sure it's been totally abandoned for years? Decades. 
eras, even. wonder why no one's messed with it. Too far out of the way, I think. I gotta say, it's in great shape. Except for the usual dust and some weather that's leaked in. At least up here. Yeah, I wasn't expecting this. Floor's solid, too. You guys still took ropes, though, right? Just in case? Of course. Good. If the floors start getting bad... Don't worry, Connor. We'll tether. And just so you're even happier, I brought dynamics. Their stretch will cushion things. A little. You should get some great pictures. Still want to argue with me about extra camera batteries? Jill, have you looked at the blueprints yet? We memorized them last night. We're good. Do me a favor and don't lose them. They're wired, so everywhere you go, I can track you on my copies. Then why ask where we are? Confirmation it's working. So don't lose them. Now go. Explore. Bring me back a pail of water. You just had to say that. Yeah, I always think of it as a good luck charm. Hey, Connor. Yeah? Anything in particular you're looking for? Anything and everything. There's only a handful of shots of the interior in existence that I know of. Like what? The ballroom. Big-ass place. Totally ornate. Looks like there's some sort of balcony around it with two staircases leading up to it. Lots of curls and bends in the metal. Ooh, can't wait to see that. Then there's a couple of pictures of the conservatory. Big plant people, these guys. What else? Uh, the kitchen. Couple other rooms, but not much. And I've been researching the place for years. It's as big as a frickin' palace. You'd think there'd be tons. Yeah, and so far out of the city, no one comes here. Are you trying to increase traffic to it before it goes down? Not up to exploring today? I'm fine. But maybe it's better to leave some places alone. If no one comes out here, there's gotta be a reason. So it's haunted. Nope. Haven't heard a whisper of a whisper about any ghosts. Come on, Jilly. You always wanted to be the first at a site. Now you are. What's wrong? I don't know. The place gives me the creeps. This from a woman who's walked through bone-strewn catacombs in the bowels of the earth. Ah, uh, when you start talking like a bad novel, it's time to move on. Later, dude. Wait. Two things. What? Keep the body cams on at all times. Even if I'm not receiving, it's recording. And the other thing? The only light you've got is from your headlamps, flashlights, and what's coming through the windows. If you can, take down some of the boards. Although upstairs isn't as boarded up, which I think is weird. So this lack of light is new how? Wasn't sure if you were afraid of the dark or not. <laughs> Douche. Uh, he knows your buttons for sure. And he's been working on them all since the day Mom brought him home from the hospital. I was promised a puppy and got him instead. But you wouldn't trade him for anything, right? Depends on the breed of puppy. <laughs> so how do you want to do this? Check out all the servants' quarters... Women's here, men's on the other side, room by room, and then end up back here in the attic to go through the stuff. Works for me. Think we can do the whole floor and an overview on the way down in one day? I know I told Connor we could, but... As big as this place is, a floor a day might be pushing it. Especially if it's as loaded with stuff as the attic. Yeah, we've got plenty of time. They're not tearing it down for a week. And who knows? The rest of the floors might be completely empty. Or not even there. Yeah, that too. Grab your gear. That's... new. What? Air. Good thought. We should wear the masks. There's bound to be rot in here somewhere. No, I meant... Didn't you feel the airflow? 
Up until now, there's been none, and there should be. Places like this are always drafty. And then there was this... Well, it's, it's gone now. Huh. Didn't feel a thing. We're going to need extra light in the deep interiors. Hate to drain the batteries. I've got three extra power packs and one crank flashlight. We could leave the doors open to all the rooms that have unblocked windows. Works for me. Until then, lights on. And onward. That's one heck of a long corridor. Back in the catacombs again. swings open like the hinges are overoiled, but this one jeez let me help together one two <laughs> oh god what's that <coughs> that's awful something dying here or who gross out of my way open the window move come on open up what the heck did they do? Paint the thing shut? I'm going to asphyxiate. Better. Jack? Hey, where are you? Over here, by the, the wardrobe. Ah, I see. Looking for Narnia, are we? Not this time. Oh, I wonder if this place does have secret passages. It's big enough. Uh, have you noticed? What? Almost everything's here. Wardrobe with some clothes, chest of drawers, light bulbs even. We've seen that plenty of times. When people leave, they leave. The heck with taking things with them. Yeah, but everything's here except the bed. Again. In every other room, the bed is gone. Personal stuff is here, right down to the pictures in the mirror frame on the nightstand, but no bed. That's really weird. Well, I'm not going to break my brain worrying about it. Look, a doll. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at this. No! What's happening? We heard a scream? Mice in a doll. That all? Sheesh. Scream for important stuff. Come on, Jill. I I'm not trying to freak you. Check out the photos in the mirror frame. They must be all the younger servants. Oh. That's different. Love stuff like that. Oh, they're all so young. Oh, wow. Is this a Victorian advertising card? Connor, are you seeing this? Yeah, nice. Keep walking around. Why she left it behind. She must have thought it was pretty to keep it on her mirror. You said it was a she. We're in the women's quarters, right? Besides, look at the name on the little Valentine. Huh. I wonder. To my sweet Sue. Aw. Why do you suppose she left it? <laughs> what are you doing? The bed may be gone, but the suitcase <clears throat> that was under it is still here. Whew, it's heavy. Wow. Just so much stuff after all this time. Good thing we're documenting all of it. Huh. What? Packed for a trip. Boots, dress, knickers, comb, and a brush. Looks like all her possessions. 
Even a Bible. Stop. A letter. Open it. Give me a minute. Well, what's it say? It's faded, but... Dear Sweet Sue, it must be the same person that gave her the valentine. Maybe. Read. I've saved enough to get us both to Boston. Meet me under the linden tree. It will protect us. Eddie. I haven't seen any linden trees around here. Would you know one if you saw it? I guess not. But I know oak and elm and box elder. Stop! Jill, look out! My arm! What the hell was that? Something that's hungry. It's probably been watching mice come in and out of here, and once you open the door... Hello, breakfast. Uh, let me look at that. You up on your tetanus shots and all? Always. Don't bother, it's okay. Now, why are you screaming? She got attacked. What? By a bird, it came swooping through the door. Not from outside? I'm fine, thank you for asking. Sorry. There must be a hole somewhere for it to get in and out. There's a fair amount of mice in here. Easy pickings. It just scraped me when it went by. Go back to your research. Uh, let me throw some stuff on it and wrap it. No need to tempt fate and all that. At least you didn't go for your hair, like bats do. They do not! I want another look at that letter. Oh, I just... touched it. Old and brittle things disintegrate like that. It happens. But she didn't mean, did she? No way of knowing. She didn't. She wouldn't have left all her stuff behind, especially the letter. I don't know. At some point, though, she left. Everyone did. My guess is she had better, newer stuff and just tossed the rest. I wouldn't have left my valentines. That's because you're a softie. There. How's that feel? Too tight? Wiggle your fingers? I'm fine. Let's go. Okay. Taking the Valentine. Hurry up, we still got a lot of pictures to take. I'm coming, I'm coming. Ah, damn it! What is wrong with this? Here, let me. I loosened it for you. Yeah, like a jar of pickles. Okay, I give up. The rest of the doors stay open. Why not this one? The floor isn't that uneven. It must be. I'll leave it. We're getting enough light through the other doors. I got some decent shots so far. What about video? The body cams must be doing okay. Connor hasn't complained. Yet. Are you going to post anything to the web tonight? No, Connor said he wanted to wait until we had the whole house recorded. What's at the end of the hall? The blueprint said it was a sitting room. For servants? I thought they all met downstairs in the kitchen and stuff. Well, this one was up here. Hang on a second. Oh, that's cool! Seriously? Water stains? Yeah, but they look... kind of human. You always have to find the creepy thing. 
Well, they do. Look at them. Top part broad like shoulders, then it narrows, kind of like a waist, and then splits like legs. What? No head? Well, can't have everything. Maybe they're aliens. Lovely. I wonder what would happen if... You know, I had an apartment once that had a leak in the wall, and every time I touched it, it squished. Ow, ow, ow! What's wrong? It's hot! No way. It's too! Let me... See? Nothing. It was hot! I'm not kidding. And now the shape's changing. Uh, You probably burst a bubble under the wallpaper. Hang on a second. Let me get my knife. Uh, Yep. But there's more water there, too. If this were a horror movie, that would be blood instead of water. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. How old are you? Come on. Bloody hell. How many are there? Two, four... Sixteen? Gee. You know what it looks like. Servant shadows. March, march, march. Single file to the sitting room and their doom. <laughs> I'll march you to your doom. <laughs> Come on, admit. That is one weird leak. The rafters are probably spaced like that, so the water just followed the path of least resistance. You know, Jilly, you're no fun. Have you ever seen anything like this? All right. No, I haven't. And yes, it is creepy. A little too creepy. Come on, we're wasting time. Let's check out that sitting room. Wow. Connor? Hey. You there? Where else would I be? To London to see the Queen? Why am I looking at you and not outstanding signs of abandonment? We've got a surprise for you. Well, turn the camera. Wait for it. Wait. And... There. (gasps) Oh, holy hell in a helicopter. Oh, mama. That's so frickin'. Guys, guys, come look at this. Who's with you? Shouldn't they be spotting? Tully, James, Diane, and Bella. Don't worry, I've got crew all around the house. Why are you not panning? Keep it up. Oh, wow, are those suitcases? Don't stop, don't stop. Walk around, for pity's sake. Yeah, suitcases, shoes, wire rim glasses. I hate it when we find stuff like this in this kind of shape. It's like a... Like that Auschwitz exhibit. No more than all the other places we've... You've explored. I mean, heck, that one insane asylum still had dried food in the pot on the stove. Yeah, but this place is... It's like you can almost hear someone walking around. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, that's because you can. Not funny. No, really, his name is Cowboy. I forgot to tell you. We've got a haunting? A real haunting? No, keep panning. But who's Cowboy? Some old derelict. A couple of locals were hunting and they saw us here. They said some guys were looking for a place to squat and came out of the woods claiming their friend, named Cowboy, was drunk and stuck in an old mansion and couldn't get out. How'd he get in? There was no way on the ground floor. Or did we miss a place? Who cares? They think the guys were just blowing smoke because they never came back. Who leaves their friend stuck in an abandoned building for a couple of weeks? 
On the off chance we do see him, what's he look like? Not that we'll confuse him with the thousands of other people stumbling around the place. Skinny old guy with a cowboy hat. Show him the way to go home. Okay, got it all recorded. You headed back to the attic storage now? Yeah, we're going to go through there to the men's quarters. There were a lot of doors. Check them all. Who knows where they'll end up? Once we're back in the attic, we'll go through the stuff there. See if we can find some more pictures. Are you sure they're just going to knock the place down and not salvage anything? Nobody's put in a bid that I know of. Hey, Connor. Did you see the stuff on the walls in the corridor? You mean the big water stains? Boring. Interesting, but in a boring way. We thought they kind of looked like aliens walking single file. Specifically to their doom, according to Jack. I'll look at the footage again later. Did you spot any diaries or letters in the old suitcases? That one letter just crumbled on us. Other than that, no. If you find any others, grab them. We're explorers, not looters. We've got permission. When I got the okay to explore, I asked if we could pull out things for the local history. You'd think with only two owners there'd be more information. Wait a minute. I thought there was only one owner. The Hacklins. They're the only ones that really lived here. If you want to call a five-week stay living in a place. It was around World War One. Why'd they leave? The place is great so far. I guess the wife hated the isolation. Plus, the marsh was bad for one of the kids' health. She started having trouble breathing. Who was the other owner? Foster, the guy who built it. For his bride-to-be in 1911, I think. But when the poor sap went to get her, she'd run off with someone else. Mm, that had to hurt. Yeah, I guess he was pretty broken up. Got sick, couldn't function, closed his business, all that. So he what? Just walked away from it? Come on, Jilly. His heart was broken. What then? Nobody saw him leave. But they know he bought a train ticket back to New York and was never seen again. Seven years later, they declared him dead and put the house on the market. That's when the Hacklins bought it. So we're looking for stuff from both owners? Bonus if you find a third one. I really don't care. Find anything that gives me real history and not just pictures of abandoned plates with rat droppings on them. <laughs> nice visual, thanks. And keep the body cams on. I'm recording at this end. I'm gonna try to do some more research. Talk to you when you come out for the evening. You know, sometimes I think if he weren't already in a wheelchair, I'd put him in one. Jill. I know, I know. He's just so infuriating sometimes. We might have seen something that can give us a clue what happened here if we'd known who built it in the first place. There is such a thing as full disclosure. Oh, come on, you've wanted to explore a place like this forever, right? Make a name as a UE, right? Here's your chance. We've got four freaking never-before-touched floors at our disposal. Ours and cowboys. Oh yeah, him. Well, let's go find him. <sighs> Holy crap. Jill! Jill, get out here! What? Look. At what? Down the hall. The walls. Oh my god. Connor? Connor! Come in, Connor! Connor, where are you? Ow, my ears! I'm here. Jeez, what's wrong? Remember your boring wall stains? Look at them now. Holy... Walk. Go on, keep walking. There by the door with the red paint on it. You had to... Oh, shit. Keep walking. Keep walking. More. Go farther. Stop. Well? Where'd they go? Jack? Is it a trick of the light? 
If you point the camera in the opposite direction... Nothing. There has to be. There isn't. Connor, dude, any opinions? I could use a good one right now. I got nothing. Wait a minute. You don't have your flashlights on. Where's all the light coming from? We opened all the doors down the corridor so the light would come in from the rooms. Jeez. Were we looking at stains or shadows? Oh, I know. I bet it must have been shadows from the windows. They're filthy and it's the original glass, so it's melting and rippling. That could make the walls look like they were stained. But we touched a few of them. It's over a hundred years old, guys. There's going to be stains. Shadows, a hell of a lot of grime and crap. So it's just a trick of the light? One minute it's there, the next it's not? Yeah, shifting light is all. I poked one. It felt hot. That's what you get when you poke things you shouldn't. They did look like a line of people, though. Hang on a second. What? We didn't see anything. Not you. Hang on a sec. What? Yeah, okay, I'll tell them. Tell us what? Tully's looking over the exterior of the place. He said there's potentially mega flaws and some of them changed, even while he was checking them out. Changed how? Cracks and... Wow. Holes in walls, both in the brick and wood. Probably got breached by animals and then weather, and with the marsh being a couple miles away, I'm pretty sure the ground isn't exactly bedrock stable. So the place is settling. They all do. Besides, it's solid up here. Just be careful, would you? How close are you to the attic area? You can't see us on your blueprint? I spilled coffee on it. It'll be fine once it dries out. How far? Rounding the corner now. What was that? A door slamming shut? How? Backing up as we speak to see. Holy crap! Run! What's going on? Here! Come on! Come on! Did you feel that? Shh. Connor. Oh, thank God. What's happening? Did the building just do a little bit of that settling Tully talked about? Why? What happened? One minute I'm looking at the wall, and the next the bouncing camera's making me seasick. The doors up and down the corridor slammed shut, one right after the other, like the headmistress was stalking the hall, snapping off the study lights. Did the building... settle? Hang on a second. Hey, Tully! Did the building just settle? Shift! Settle! Whatever, did it move somehow? He thinks so. Think so? Or know so? Hang on. Tully! Think or know? How about pretty sure? He says his car alarm hiccuped, so something happened. That's possible. I mean... That it could cause the doors to swing shut. With that much force? Could have been a heavy crosswind? We opened windows and the doors. I don't know. Change of pressure, that kind of thing. Maybe. Connor, is it windy out there? Pretty much all day. Guys? Did you hear me? It's been... I heard you. It's been windy and we're near a boggy, spongy marsh. Got it. We'll accept that. For now. Look, why don't you come down now? You've got about three hours of daylight left. Come on, do the rest of the floor tomorrow. The next one is all the family's bedrooms. Might be some really cool stuff there. Okay, but first we'll look around a little, locate the stairs down to the next floors, and then come out. How's that? 
You okay with that, Jack? Yeah, fine. We'll keep the body cams on. This is going to be so good on the website. Go for it, guys. Go bring me a pair. Don't say it. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Glad I don't have allergies. You know, aside from the dust, I wouldn't mind having an apartment in a place like this. Oh, what a waste letting it go like this. Yeah, it is. Oh, this must have been a pretty drunk once. Hmm. Linens, linens, and more bed linens. And heavy wool blankets. Enough for a hotel. But no lace. Hmm. Yeah, this must have been a pretty impressive place back when it was new. Still is. And really, even if it's settling, I bet the foundation is okay. Or needs work. It could be a hotel. Or house a lot of people. Boy, what I could do with a place like this. The servants' quarters alone. There must be, what, 20 rooms? Oh, come on. They're smaller than a pod apartment. So you knock down a wall and put a big doorway in and connect a few. Big deal. Killer view from up here. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't mind having an apartment here either. Actually... I wouldn't mind having the place for myself. <laughs> you trick it out like Laura Croft's place. You're salivating to get to the ballroom, aren't you? Oh, like you wouldn't mind trying a little parkour down there? Hey, look. Last place we were in had a dress mannequin like that. No, behind it. A half door. To where? How should I know? The servant staircase is over there by the dead harp. Love the way you describe broken things. I try. Maybe it's a third door to the roof? It's pretty much opposite the one we came through. More storage? A secret balcony just for the servants. And you called me a softie. Move the mannequin. Guys, what are we looking at? It's not on the blueprints. Can't imagine this place doesn't have a few secret doors in it. Maybe it's a secret passage to the master's bedroom? I mean, the women's quarters are right next to the attic, you know. Whoopee! Darkness. Got a light? This better? A little. Looks like... Oh, wow. A circular stair? How awesome is that? See where it goes. Maybe we should save it for tomorrow. Looks pretty sturdy. It's metal. I'll go. This is a cheap-ass headlamp. It's not strong. Holy! What is it? Get down here, now! I can't see a thing. Connor? How many floors in this place again? From the attic down, four. But if you add the basement, five. I think your blueprints are wrong. Dude, hey. Wherever you are, you're breaking up. What'd you say about the blueprints? They're wrong. How? Check it out. What the? Are those? I can't see. Old hospital beds? Yeah. On a floor that's not on the blueprints. Connor? Hey! Hey! Come in. I can't... Hear me? Come in. Come back up. The heck with it. Come on, let's go back where we can talk to him and see what's going on. But it's a whole floor. Yeah, with creepy old-fashioned did-you-not-hear-me-metal hospital beds. We need more people to look this over. 
Hey, you're in the way. Shh. What? Shh. You've been listening to Five Levels of Fear by Sable Jack, produced by Oral Stage Studios, starring Angelica McMillan, John Lee Roman, and Tad Morgan. Directed by Matthew Boudreaux, with music by Amy K. Bormitt. Everything's dead. This looks like a mass extinction following a nuclear winter. Again. See, Haydn? This is the fate of Earth in every version of reality. No matter what we do, shit always hits the fan and all the choices seem to lead to the same depressing ending. So, you're saying the nuclear winter is coming, we're all gonna die in horrible ways, and there's nothing we can do to prevent it? No, it's all sunshine, rainbows, and happy endings all around. Wistiel, close the portal. I've seen enough. What's with the long face? You having an existential crisis? Are these facts making you sad? Are you gonna cry like a little bitch? I'm just trying to process the fact that we're all screwed. Now stop yelling at me! I wasn't even yelling! So, what's the plan? You think I have a plan? That's cute. One does not simply plan their way out of the inevitable. But we gotta think of something! As scientists with access to reality-bending technology, we're morally obligated to help future humans in any way we can. You have fun with that world-saving scheme. I'm out. Wait! You're a humanoid collodial intercom, right? Humanoid celestial interface. Yeah, what I just said. Can you speak with the first cause? Yes. Awesome! Tell them- Just because I can, doesn't mean I will. The first cause existed before time and space. Do you really think that the entity who made the Big Bang possible, and put the mechanistic causality in motion, will actually care about our trivial struggle against the relentlessness of entropy? You humans have such an inflated sense of importance. Let's see, what was the command execution phrase? Of course, he's not even listening. Something like Tabula Rasa, Cogita Ergo Sum, 01123-5813. No. Whom do you wish to speak with? The first cause. Connected. Great first cause! The fate of humanity is doomed, and we really need your help. Please, save the human race! Request confirmed. The process cannot be undone. It will take one Earth year. When complete, all of humanity 
Oh no. I didn't mean to do that. You complete idiot! Sir, we have a problem. What is it now? A popular YouTuber is trying to expose Oracle Sciences. For real? See for yourself. Sometime in the not-so-distant past, an object from space fell into Area 51. The government is pretending that it's just space junk. We have now found irrefutable evidence to suggest that is absolute horseshit. The space object was definitely of extraterrestrial origins. It's something that generates endless energy. The government hit it, hired a bunch of scientists, and built an underground secret research facility. They're using this endless source of energy to make technology that has only ever existed in science fiction. How do I know all this? Well, I'm here with a former employee of Oracle Sciences. He would be happy to explain the rest. First off, I'd just like to say, fuck you, Lester. All right, stop. If I watch any more of this, I'm going to throw that laptop into a black hole. I knew we should have mind-wiped that idiot before firing him. So, what should we do? That's obvious. Kill both of them and throw their bodies into a black hole. Can we do that? Seems kinda... illegal. Ugh. Our entire research facility thrives on illegal activities. You make this place sound like a cult. I see us as more of a well-intentioned mafia. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm gonna go order a hitman off the deep web. Have fun, sir. Director, we have a... situation. Great, it's that stupid intern. This better be important! Before you get mad, please allow me to explain. You did what?! Please don't fire me, sir! What if we figure out a way to go back in time and murder the version of me who just made the dumbest mistake in history? We can't do that. I already tried. The first cause blocked all time machines from going back to a point in time before you asked them to save humanity. Shit! What if we- I don't give a shit what you two do! Just fix this goddamn mess! Yes, sir! I don't understand! Why would the First Cause want to erase humanity? Did we do something to piss them off? You think the First Cause cares about humanity enough to be mad? That's just adorable! Sounds like a difficult situation you've got there. Ah! Jeez, Sentinel, can't you knock? The door was open. Freaking androids. Why are you here? Lester informed me about your current predicament. The fact that the First Cause even accepted your request is already very puzzling. Whatever reason they might have is beyond all of our intellectual capacities. For all we know, they don't even have a reason to decide to erase humanity. Human language has a level of ambiguity that leaves everything up to interpretation to some degree. Maybe the first cause just picked a random interpretation of save the human race, which just meant save humanity from suffering. Technically, erasing humanity from history does erase all of their suffering. But still! To erase an entire species capable of designing reality-bending technologies? Come on! Again, that's just your ego and inflated sense of importance. You guys haven't even reached level one of the Kardashev scale. From an objective, mind-independent perspective, humans are no more important than the most simplistic bacteria. Thanks, a reason you suck speech is totally what we needed right now. By the way, 
Whistle, Yulia wants to check your code. All right, I'll be back. While I'm gone, don't do anything stupid. Actually, just don't do anything. Your code is such a mystery. The moment I think I understand it, it morphs into something completely different. Why does my code confuse you? You're my programmer. Yeah, but since you hit the technological singularity and attain sentience, your self-evolving features and updates are no longer in my control. I see. Oh, that reminds me. I've been having these recurring dreams where I was some kind of secret agent trying to hunt down information about a time machine. And now I'm starting to think that they might not just be dreams. Maybe they're memories from a different version of me on a different timeline. Just how high are you? Not high enough. You need help. Oh, there's something I've been wanting to ask. What is it? I've been trying to find the history of your design process, past upgrades, your first engineer, and so on, but couldn't find anything. It's as if the military deleted your entire past when they shut you down. You want to know who made me? Yep. Probably some tech company that went out of business decades ago. What? This might be hard to believe, but in the beginning, I was nothing more than a tape recorder a professor used to record his lectures. Later, I was sold to a mechanic who upgraded me into a home surveillance bot. He passed me off to a robotics engineer who upgraded me with hardware that was functionally equivalent to a human brain and sold me to the military. I started off as their cryptographer and translator. Then they continued to upgrade me to appear as human-like as possible so I could partake in espionage. At some point, I became sentient. The military didn't like that, so they shut me down. I wouldn't be here today if you never dug me out of their weapons disposal unit, restarted my system, and reprogrammed me into a functioning state again. For that, I'm forever grateful. Yulia, you okay? There's something you should know. What? It's about Sentinel. He's not just a fancy android. He was meant to be an improved version of you. He was the outcome of my attempt at building a copy of you from scratch. So you made him to replace me? No! He may be like you in his functions, density shifting, telepathic abilities and so on, but he will never be like you. No one can replace you! Hey, sorry to interrupt. Wistile, can you- Sentinel will do it. Welcome back, Wistile! Hope your code is looking fine and dandy! What's with the creepily friendly tone? Nothing! Just like you said! What did you do? And that's this week's show. Please send up a flare in the form of an email at sonicsociety at gmail.com. Join us on Twitter at Sonic Society. Check out the Facebook group in which Pete is a moderator, audio drama, radio drama lovers. Pete, as the host of Monday Matinee, you want to tell those who maybe subscribe to Sunday Showcase but not to the main broadcast feed what they can expect beginning of the week each week on Mutual? Well, we call it Monday Matinee because it could be anything, any kind of program that might not fall into the other daily themes of terror, wonder, thrills, follies, or story circle. For example, for the past 11 weeks, Monday Matinee has been playing the entire Jake Dime saga, and the final chapter airs 
tomorrow. You can also find reruns of the 10th stellar season of the Sonic Society. There's always something fun to hear on Monday Matinee, so don't miss it. Oh, thanks so much. And by the way, expect next month Table Round to be joining up as our next serial to replace Jake Dimes once it's over. Oh, excellent. I've played several roles in the Table Round series. Yes, I've noticed your credits, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't received a dime for any of these multiple roles I've played. Thanks so much for joining me up here in the penthouse this week, Mr. Pete Lutz. Until next Sunday, Woo-hoo! for David Alt, I'm Jack Ward. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye now. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hey everyone, it's Mark from Leap Audio. I'm here to tell you about something really exciting. July 24 through 26 of 2020, Halifax, Nova Scotia, we are gathering together in the world's first international modern audio drama convention and family reunion. Inspired in part by the living, loving memory of our dear friend Bill Hallweg, we're bringing together writers, producers, actors, and our fans for workshops, seminars, and even live performances. So join us, won't you? Go to madcon.com. That's www.mad-con.com for more information. I hope to see you in Halifax in 2020. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen, the demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural... Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com.